story left off that Power Dog, his cousins Tuffy and Taffy, his brother Fetcher, the Fennec grown-up Condro, and Sea Dog Seely were all bouncing up and down on a trampoline that Baba Budaba had transformed themselves into. But why had they been plummeting so fast from atop the cloud dragons that had carried them? And do you remember what happened when they saw the golden statue that Baba had brought from out of the caves? Well, first things first, let's go back just a few minutes to when the four dogs were still riding on the back of two cloud dragons. There they were, Power Dog and Tuffy riding on Cumulo's shoulders, while Fetcher and Condro sat perched on Cloudy's back, moving ever so swiftly through the air towards Dogger Falls Beach. The land looked so small, as it was so very far below them. Suddenly, Fetcher remembered how it was when he almost missed the little bald hill on his previous journey with Cloudy around the whole of Dogland. He then remembered that it was the sky flower that helped him float gently back to solid ground. He cried out, Whoa! Whoa there, Cloudy, whoa! He then had the attention of all of the dogs, so he hollered, I think the sky flower helped me land safely last time. We're going to have to jump! Power Dog nodded and thought about it. Maybe I can hover us to safety, he shouted back. It's worth a try. Fetcher was concerned but couldn't think of a better solution. So he nodded and then yelled down to both the dragons. We need to jump off now, thank you. Cloudy, can you please fly over Cumulo so we can all try to dogpile onto my brother? Neither dragon spoke, but they did fly into formation and dip just a bit lower into the atmosphere, which is a really great word for the air around a world. As the dragons lined up, Cloudy above and just slightly to the side of Cumulo, the dogs nodded. Power Dog jumped first and spread his paws and legs as far out as he could to make like a living parachute of sorts. Tuffy jumped next and grabbed onto Power Dog's paws with his, and they began to rotate and spin like a giant dogocopter in the wind. Next came Condro, who landed lightly on Power Dog's back, which felt really weird for both of them. And then last came Fetcher, who closed his eyes, said, Thank you, Cloud Dragons, and jumped. Unfortunately, closing his eyes was a mistake. As with the changing wind currents, Fetcher missed the mark and went plummeting quickly past the other three dogs, heading straight for the land or sea. It was very hard to tell which from that high up. 
Lamenting his choice to close his eyes, he strained against the wind to keep them open and said to himself over and over, Please, 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 until thud, bounce. He landed, then bounced on the literally most delightful surface he had ever felt beneath his feet and paws in his entire doggy life. Presently, they were all bouncing up and down around him, and somehow magically, it seemed, Taffy and Seely were bouncing up and down with them, too. Now, for Power Dog, that moment when he saw Fetcher go whizzing past him, well, it was just terrible. And to make matters worse, the momentum the three of them were gaining in their free fall, experiencing more velocity than they thought they might. Oh, do you all know about momentum? Momentum happens when a thing is moving. Anything, or person, or dog... Scientists call the object, person, dog, or thing that is moving mass, and how fast the mass is moving is called velocity. Velocity is a measure of how fast something moves in a particular direction, or you know, speed. So, they were just hurtling down towards either land or sea so fast, the power dog couldn't gather enough strength to hover and slow them down. And he couldn't catch his brother, who was now just a hair below him. So he also just started saying out loud, Please, 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 please. But he felt a part of his mind light up and he felt a connection. He felt Taffy's energy, Tuffy's energy, and then he felt Baba Butterbuzz energy. Tuffy adjusted his grip on Power Dog's paws and they locked eyes. In that split second, they both knew they had made a mental connection using their powers of connection. But before either could speak, thud, bounce, thud, bounce, thud, bounce, thud, bounce, they landed, then immediately bounced on the literally most delightful surface they had ever felt beneath their feet and paws in their entire doggy lives. And so, as they were all bouncing up and down, neither Power Dog nor Tuffy were surprised to see Taffy and Seely bouncing with them, so they just started to laugh with relief as much as joy. <laughs> when they started to calm down, Baba flattened down onto the soft beach and beach grasses, and the dogs hopped off. Seely followed by sliding off the edge of Baba the beach blanket, who kind of slowly reformed themselves and joined the group, who were all frozen in their tracks and staring down at the golden cat statue. Is that, started Tuffy, the same statue we saw on the communications platform, said Condro. Power Dog approached very carefully, sniffing the air around the statue. Everyone stood as still as they could, even holding their breaths. Power Dog sat back, cocked his head to the side, as dogs do when they're figuring something out, doing a bit of math or concentrating. Roger, he asked. And the statue moved. First, the smooth gold started to transform into smooth, impossibly soft-looking golden orange fur. And then 
the statue began to move their neck and head. Next, two bright ice blue eyes with iridescent specks popped right open. The eyes looked around as the body began to twitch a bit. Oh, my stars! Thank you, said the bright-eyed golden cat, who was but a statue less than a second ago. Um, you're welcome, said Power Dog. All of the dogs stared at the small cat, but Baba gurgled and clapped their appendages gleefully. The cat nodded to all of them, then looked past them to Baba and bowed just a little. Thank you, Baba Lava Baraba, for hearing me in your mind's eye. And thank you, dogs, for speaking my name. You have unbound me from a wicked enchantment of enchantments, an unnatural arrangement between bad cats and the biggest, baddest dragon of them all. It was Cody who told me your name, exclaimed Power Dog, while the other dogs stood as still as stones and just stared. Then Condro snapped out of it and moved forward with the small bow of the phoenix. Roger, it is true. Cody gave Power Dog your name. Can you tell us more about this enchantment and its origins? So many mysteries abound at this time, and it seems you may have answers or at least clues. Now a clue is a hint or a piece of information that helps solve a puzzle, problem, or mystery. The cat smiled, looked at each one of their faces, and stretching his entire body out from the top of his head to the tip of his tail, he yawned and said, I can tell that all of you have so many questions, but just where should I begin? Can you tell us anything about the rainbow bubble dome surrounding the island we call Miaui? And was that you on the communications platform telling us to go to Cody? asked Condro. Oh, wow. Great questions, thought Power Dog. He had been about to rattle off a bunch of questions of his own, like, how come Cody couldn't say your name and free you from the enchantment? When instead, he let Condro lead, and now he was glad he did. The cat smiled broadly and said, Oh yes, I was there. You are not mistaken. I had hoped that you could learn my name from Cody so that we could communicate. To be honest, I had hoped you would just pick me up and take me with you to Cody. But I understand why you didn't. For you see, I was put under a binding enchantment by three terrible, nameless cats who were in service of a terrible, nameless dragon. The dog stared at Roger wide-eyed. He continued, I could only be free when a stranger, someone who hasn't ever met me before, speaks my true name. Between the need for secrecy of being a cat on Dogland and already being known by Cody, I had no other idea as to how to get a new-to-me dog to speak my true name. Something about the binding spell kept me from getting a message and writing to Cody ever before. He turned to Power Dog then and said, You are the first dog in many, many years to be able to read my written messages. You must be a dog of many powers. Power Dog lit up and Fetcher said, Yes, we actually call him Power Dog. Roger nodded and smiled and then said, You look very much like a dog I considered one of my best friends long ago. His name was Lahika Mihu. 
The brothers both perked up, about to explode, and replied, He's our ancestor! Gleefully. Roger nodded and purred. Just a little. Of course! I feel that in his own way he sent you to free me. But, but I digress. Now listen. This rainbow bubble dome and your missing president. Yes, said all of the dogs. These problems were created by a very naughty magic by these three nameless cats and their terrible dragon master. We good cats, and yes, there are many good cats, just so that you know, call this dragon the Namer. Power Dog felt he had about a million more questions now, but luckily, Roger just kept going. I don't know where the Namer is, but the bad cats are on Meowie, doing dogs only knows what to everyone there. They have created this cage of a rainbow bubble dome using naughty dragon enchantments. I could have been trapped inside too if I hadn't been visiting the Abbas. You must find the good dragons to solve the puzzle to end this madness. Good and powerful dragons can break these enchantments. Then your Meowie seekers can find the president. Fetcher was thinking about the mean, nasty-speaking real cats he had seen that night on Meowie and felt fairly certain this must be the group of cats Roger was speaking about. But we just came from the dragons, cried Tuffy. And to that, Taffy said, You what? Tuffy nodded to her, and Condro added, My nibbling, who seems to also be involved with cat enchantments of some sort, took the talisman and the dragon needed to go to the dragon planet. I'm afraid that we may just have to wait and see what these cats have in store for all of us. He held up the enchanted slipper, which was now limp and motionless, and seemed to be just a plain slipper. Roger pondered this, which is to say he thought about it for a tick of time. Baba Budaba began to gurgle and wriggle, seemingly for attention. Roger looked up at Budaba, and then he nodded and said, Yes, there is another way. Just as Taffy blurted out, The night cows! All right, that's it for now. We will continue this story in our next episode. Now, I'm joined by my co-author, my son, Hank. Hi, Hank. Hi. Hey, are you, are you happy that we're getting into some good bits about Roger Meow? Yeah. <laughs> How about Meow? Yeah. <laughs> what do you love about Roger? Everything. Dogland Roger or? Everything, both. Earth Roger. I like everything on Dogland Roger, but nice. in real life Roger, Snuggles that I choose for him. You love Snuggles that you choose for him? Okay, are you ready for a joke? Yeah. Why did the cat cross the road? Just because. (laughs) 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 That is the universal sound of the cat claws coming out. Once there was a spider, the bone-eyed spider, and he wanted to take over the world. But he couldn't, because the world was protected by the Dragon Star, the most powerful dragon who maintained balance for all living creatures. 
However, the bone-eyed spider was a trickster, and he wove a web made of gold and told the dragon star that if he could break through it, he could keep the golden web. The dragon star feared nothing and wanted the gold, so he flew right into the web, expecting to tear through it easily, but the web held. The harder he struggled, the harder it gripped him. All the while, the spider was slowly wrapping him in golden silk until he was nothing but a giant golden cocoon. The bone-eyed spider had won and could now do what it pleased in the world, while the dragon sat in the spider's web as a trophy and a reminder of how powerful the spider truly was. But what the spider didn't know is that the dragon star had an egg. An egg that held the next dragon star, destined to be stronger and wiser than its parent, destined to restore the balance that had been lost. But for now, it was nothing. It was just an egg. Wait, asked Edwin. So are you saying our missing egg is the next dragon star? Maybe, answered Tom. If the story is real, I guess it could be about your egg. But the thing is... You never know about stories. Season 2 of Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights begins in February. Follow on your favorite podcast player or get the story sooner by watching the live Zoom show. For tickets and coloring pages, visit dirtroadtheater.com slash fadpack. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There, you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Cathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in in D for Dogland.
friends till they're done. Our dog, he won't give up. When we're chasing danger and we're riding across the sea, sure he's right there leading us up barking with the seal. Our dog, he won't give up. Our dog, he won't give up. Chase his problems till they're done. Our dog, he won't give up. When we're chasing trouble and we're riding across the stars, sure he's right there beside us, just holding on pause. Our dog, he won't give up. Our dog, he won't give up. Chase his problems till they're done. Our dog, he won't give up. When we're chasing trouble and we're zooming through the stars, sure he's right there beside us, just a zap and near and far. Our dog won't give up, our dog he won't give up, chase his problems till they're done, our dog he won't give up. together all our tails will wag as well so come with me to dogland we've got special tales to tell and when we come together all our tails will wag as well